Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. And today we're welcoming Paula Price, who's here to talk to us about personal and legal career success, how to define it and achieve it. Paula Price is a lawyer and certified executive coach, and she's practiced in the commercial litigation group of a national firm in Vancouver for over a decade before she switched her focus to coaching lawyers and developing digital programming for professional development and public legal education. It's very applicable that Paula is joining us today because she focuses on helping lawyers overcome challenges that hold them back helping them set goals, develop practices, and work through obstacles in areas of time management, relationship building, communication, career transitions, and strategic planning. Paula has also developed a couple of free courses that I just want to let you know about. She has a game plan for law students for the summer of 2020, but she also has a course, Time Management for Busy Lawyers, and both of these are free. So today with Paula, we're going to be going into our topic of balancing personal and professional success. But before we go there, I just want to welcome you, Paula, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Faye. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I just want to ask you a little bit about your personal journey, because I find that that really helps us uh, get centered and learn from other people. So what was that that propelled you to make that switch from being in, you know, a litigation group to being a coach? What was it that made that happen for you? Thank you. Thank you for asking the question. And if I have to think of one thing, uh, it's it it sounds well, it, it is a calling. What I found was the litigation work that I was doing was fulfilling on a lot of levels. You know, there was the the research piece of it. There was the writing piece of it. There was getting involved in teams. There was having a common objective. But what I found as I evolved in my practice and when I learned about coaching was that I became completely obsessed with the idea of coaching. And I started to see opportunities in the law firm that I was working at opportunities with lawyers that I knew uh, personally in my community, where I just thought, you know, there's, there's these amazing tools out there that we can use that can really help us overcome challenges that we have in practice. And once I started learning about coaching, I just became completely obsessed with it and uh, decided to really pursue it. I'm really excited to talk about our topic today, which is the balancing of professional and personal success, because it is such an important topic and one that is very hard to achieve. I personally fail at it miserably, so I'm looking forward to learning more from you. And let's let's start with maybe defining success. How would you how would you set that out? I, I love that you said that, Faye, uh, because I think we all feel like we're failing miserably, and we're not. I think we're all we're all balancing. I think how you define success really is a very personal question. I had one client say to me, you know, she was starting this new project. She said, I just want it to be wildly successful. I thought that is such a great way to describe it. And, you know, that of course begs the question is what is wildly successful? And I think for each of us, it means a very different thing. I think success also is a moving target. And so when you're starting out as a lawyer, when you're just graduating law school, for example, and you've got student debt to pay and you have no experience, I mean, at that point, successful is, you know, paying your bills and getting your student loans paid down and getting some experience under your belt. And, you know, when you get a little bit further on in your career, success might have a completely different shape. It might be for me, at least it was, it was adding in a family and being successful in my role as a parent. And so 
I think it really shifts over time and we each get to define what that success looks like. So from what I'm hearing from you though, it would be, success would be something that we would want to be proactive at. That's one thing that I believe very strongly in is that as lawyers, law students, that we need to be proactive in our career, that we need to be proactive in defining what we want and going after it. So how would you say, does success happen by accident? Has that been your experience? Because it certainly hasn't been mine. <laughs> um, success really is, in my, in my experience, success doesn't usually happen by accident. I think success is something that first of all, you really need to define for yourself. And so I think as lawyers, we can be surrounded by other people's definitions of success and start to think that those actually are our definitions of success. So for example, you may be in a law firm where billable hours are held up as the holy grail. And so you might start to think to yourself, I really want to bill a lot of hours. Or Maybe it's having a certain profile or maybe it's a material thing. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I think we can get caught up in where we start to see that as success. But if we were to step back from it, we would realize that that would not be fulfilling to us personally. And that's where I think we need to be very intentional. I think we really need to sit back and look at ourselves. I think ask yourself the questions what is important to me? What really motivates me? What do I really value in, in my life? What are the relationships? What's the work that I really care about? And from there, start building up what your own definition of success looks like. And from that, pers from that point, I, I think you need to be quite intentional about seeking out whatever it is that will bring you that success and will bring you that that fulfillment. I love that definition. I like to add to that just by saying, I like to include, does this energize you? What you're thinking about, are you getting energized by it? Because if you're not, to me, that is a big sign already that this is not going to be success for you. If it's something that's taking away your energy, that you're feeling drained from it continually and constantly, then it's not something that's really, you're not on the right path. And I think I think the reason I'm raising that is I think a lot of law students, a lot of lawyers compromise on what their success is and they define it by what you were saying earlier, the money, the, the title, the job, and it isn't necessarily really success. So it's really important, I think, to dig down to what you were saying and really look at these other variables to define it properly instead of by the externals like you yourself were talking about earlier. When we go from there, having our plan and being proactive, what would you say the next step would be in terms of looking at success? As you've done your plan, you yeah. can choose where to put your energy, for example. So where else would you say it can come into conflict, for example, professional success and personal success? Yeah, so I, I think you need to take each stage, each step, depending on the stage that you're at. So if you find, for example, that you're wanting to achieve a certain thing, right? You, you decide okay, at this stage of my life, the thing that is going to bring me the most joy, the thing that is going to be most successful, let's say it's embarking down a new path. Let's say that you're no longer wanting to do the thing that you're doing, you're going to do something else. Well, at that point, I think you need to be very clear about what you're doing. And, and I think you need to look at the, the practice of how you're going to get yourself from where you are now and where you want to be. So you need to define that. What does, what does success look like? Um, and what do you need to do 
to get there. And, you know, I, I think when you, when you try to get from point A to point B, you know, that, that path can really look like anything. I mean, it could be a direct path. It could be, but it rarely is. I think you really, it's often an indirect path. So you, you start down one road thinking, well, this is going to get you there. And you realize, you know, two steps into it. No, this was just, this is not the right direction at all. Uh, but at that point you get to course correct, right? You get to try new things. And I think the the path to success is is really made up of I don't I don't like the word failure. I think failure is an invention. It's 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 a word we use to describe something. But in every failure, there's an opportunity. There's there's something that you learn. There's a, a way to move forward. And so when it comes to success, I think it's it's really defining what you want and taking all steps that you can take to move in that direction. And if something gets in your way and it doesn't work out the way you wanted to. If that thing that you're going for at the end of it is that important to you, you're going to try something else and you will find a way to get there. That's really good advice. So we could see that our priorities would change over time based on this as well. So you have an ebb and a flow, you're going down your path. It, I have found that in the different things that I've pivoted into that you are definitely going to have a changing definition of success over time. So I'm wondering though, what's your version on success in terms of how long do you think it should be taking people? to have success. I know that sounds like a very funny question, but it's it's something that comes up a lot because people will start a new venture or they will start a new part of their practice and they will expect to be successful right away or within a very short time period. So what's your, what's been your experience there? I love that question, Faye, because first of all, I, I really love this idea of overnight success. And, and if you ever scratch beneath the surface, people who are an overnight success will tell you that that was not overnight, that it takes years. And success, I think the ultimate, I mean, success is made up of all these little building blocks, right? There's all these little tiny successes. And I, I think it can take quite a while to reach the point where you are truly feeling like you made it. And so if you define success as that thing at the very end of your journey, then you might really wait a while before you ever get to feel that sense of fulfillment. And so knowing that it will take a while, what I think is important is to build in along the way, all the smaller pieces that, that will help you feel successful. And part of that is taking the values and what it is that drives your success. So let's say that for me, for example, part of my success uh, in my own definition of success is the role that I play in my family um, part of my success that I have professionally is is taking risks, is if there's something that I'm really passionate about, it's putting myself out there and trying that thing, knowing that it may not be successful. And if I know that these are two ways in which, for example, I'm measuring myself, the success doesn't have to be at the end. The success doesn't have to be, I did this thing, therefore I'm successful. It's I am committing to my family when I'm with them. I'm doing certain things. I'm there. I'm present. I'm engaged. I care. I, I'm looking after them. And in my professional life, am I pushing myself? Am I operating in a space where I feel like I'm going beyond what is comfortable for me? And if I'm doing those things, then by my own definition, I'm successful, even though I may not have reached some objective level of success in my professional life. So you see pushing yourself beyond your comfort level as part of the success definition that you would want to give to people? I think it depends on the person. I think people who are really out there reaching and striving and growing, 
I think that would be part of their definition of success is not sitting and accepting where they are and saying, okay, well, this is, this is fine. And for some people that is success that they, they may not have any ambition to go beyond that. They don't want to. And so for them, success is being content and finding fulfillment in whatever it is that they're finding fulfillment for others who are saying, no, I want that. I want that advancement. I want that. I want that thing out there. And right now I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Well, that is, I think, where you need to start pushing yourself into that zone where you just you just never saw yourself going there. And in the growth that I see is where you keep pushing, keep pushing. And those things that at one point were very uncomfortable become second nature. That the way that you think, you know, for example, about failure. I know when I was practicing law, failure was like this four-letter word. It was this big, scary thing. And I would do everything that I could to avoid it. Now, I mean, I'm in a slightly different, I have a different view of the world and and I don't see failure as a four-letter word. It's something that I actually embrace. It's something that I, when I feel like, and I don't really believe in failure. I think you take steps and there are things that happen from that. But every time you try something new, every time that I try something new or I see others try something new, I think we're all much more interested in the fact that they actually put themselves out there, that they tried it, what they learned from it, what they're going to do differently next time than if they never tried that thing at all. And, you know, there's sort of that classic example of, of children learning to walk and you would never say, oh, well, that 18 or whatever, eight month old baby. I'm amazing. My children are now five and seven and I can't remember <laughs> the month that they started to walk. I guess it's around a year, but you would never say to a baby at that stage, oh, well, you should really give up because you've tried to stand up and you've fallen over and bumped your head. You would never say that. And so I think we should give ourselves that same grace when we're pressing ourselves towards new challenges and we're trying new things. And maybe we don't get the outcome that we want, But the fact that we've made that effort in the first place and what we have learned and the fact that we are able to survive it and pick ourselves up and press forward, I think that's really what matters. That's a great example. I really like that because when you're practicing law, you can have that uh, route that you take where it's basically you've got yourself into the firm, you're, you're going on a certain track and success to you is just being on the track. And it doesn't necessarily mean more than that. But I love what you're saying in terms of seeing failure as part of the definition of success. You know, it's part of looking at these steps that you take so that everything can be looked at in terms of even a day, even an hour, a case, it doesn't have to be something that is this big definition that you only achieve success if you make this or if you or become a partner or whatever. So I think it's a super important thing to take away from the discussion today is about how you define success and defining it early. Because if you define it early, then you don't plug yourself into a system and a way of life that doesn't suit you or your values. And that's, I think, particularly important for women who decide that they are going to either have a family or decide in mid-career that they want to branch out into something that they find more suitable to their personality or their development of skill, that they've gotten to that stage like yourself. They have found some coaching applicability or they found something that really speaks to them and they want to branch out into it. So I think that's very important important. Let's move into the skills aspect of this. So we want to make a practice of success. How do we, how do we start again? What would we do? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Faye. So I I think if you're looking to develop a practice of success, I've got a few suggestions on what you can do. And the first is really to make a practice of it. And that means 
you practice success the way that you would practice yoga or practice the piano or practice law. Wow, that's you a great actually, idea. Never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really thinking about, okay, what, what does it look like? And, and it's, it's taking the time to think about what success looks like for you. Your example in a law firm, I, I love that because I think a law firm is a really great place for success measures to already be established within that organization and for people within that organization to to not take that extra step back and say, okay, no, really, really, what is it that I want to achieve? And it may be that your definition and the firm's definition are 100% in alignment, but I think just taking that step back and, and really evaluating your life as it, you know, in your eyes and, and just being clear about that before pressing ahead. So yeah, define your idea of success professionally. What do you need for your career to be successful in your personal life? What is it that is going to be successful for you? And everybody is going to have a different definition. I think the next step, once you've created a practice, you, you take the time, you're thinking about those things, what do you need to do to make it happen? So if you're looking at it from a professional perspective, let's say you're trying to advance in a law firm, maybe you're looking to open your own law firm, maybe you want to transition into something else completely. What are the skills that you need to make that happen, right? What resources do you need? Maybe it's skills, maybe it's training in marketing, maybe it's developing your writing, maybe it's getting involved. I mean, there's all these different things that you might need. So figure out what you need. If it's your personal success and you're trying to figure out, well, okay, I want to be a healthier person. Okay. What does that mean to be a healthier person? Does it mean that you need to be spending more time focused on your, you know, your nutrition and exercise? Does it mean you need to reach out and form more close connections with individuals? So it's really looking at the things that you need to make it happen. Well, and I liked what you said earlier about being present in the space that you're in. So your personal and your professional, because I also worked when I had young children and it is definitely a, a complex situation to navigate. So I think defining your success in those situations is very important because there is to me a myth of super mom and it's very difficult to achieve that. I think we need to celebrate those, those wins and that success in each place that we're in so that when we come away from being with our children or in a home situation, going to our work situation, we are able to celebrate what we actually have been successful instead of trying to meet a definition that's unobtainable. So that's how I see that the professional and the personal. What is your experience there? I, I think you've made such a great point, Faye. And my experience there is that I like to be pretty picky about the things that I'm really, really, really going to go after. And it means trying to really enjoy. I mean, I get a lot of joy from my children and, you know, I see them in the morning when they wake up and I really cherish the time that we have together and I let them know how much I adore them. And, and there's things that are really important to me when I'm with them. And, you know, that might also mean that the house is a mess and I'm not always the perfect mom. And I'm totally okay with that. I really have learned to, to let a lot of things go. When it comes to professional success, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like there are aspects of my professional life that I think are really, really important. Am I in integrity with my values? Am I doing everything that I can to deliver to others? Am I doing work that 
is in alignment with, with what I truly believe in. And if I'm doing those things, then I'm able to be more forgiving of myself for all the things that I'm not doing, you know, writing enough, or I'm not sending enough emails or whatever it happens to be. I've fallen behind in my professional correspondence. It's really being okay with the fact that I'm doing my best. I'm focusing efforts as much as possible on the things that matter most to me and being okay with the fact that I'm not going to be perfect. And I think the reality is for lawyers who are, and and professionals and for everybody who's balancing a number of different competing priorities, there's a lot of things that we really, really, really want in life at different stages. And for some people, it might mean that, you know, they're focusing on their career very strongly at certain stages and at other stages, they pull back and they might be focusing on something else. Maybe it's, it might be family, but it might be something like a hobby or it could be something completely different. So allowing yourself that grace to, to look at your life sort of more holistically and recognizing that there's going to be different phases where different pieces of your life will, will take priority and being okay with the fact that not everything needs to happen all at the same time. So what do we do to make this happen, our, our professional and, and personal goals? What do we do to actually achieve what we're trying to state here beyond what we've just said of, you know, defining them and, and acknowledging them and accepting them? What's the next step? Um, I think you just have to start. I, I, I think if you want to be successful in something, you just have to start doing it. And, and I think you start where you are. So Let's say that you have a professional goal. I think take steps and you'll find out, I think there's a tension between planning and thinking, okay, this is what success looks like and here are the steps I need to take to get there. And then the actual doing. And the actual doing is where you're really going to learn, where the rubber hits the road, as people say. That's when you know if it works. And so if maybe your objective is to spend more time at home, we'll just schedule that time and do it and see what happens to your professional life. And maybe there's follow, maybe there's not. I mean, often... If you decide that you think making that decision is key, I think when you decide that you're going to do something and you just go ahead and do it, like exercise, all the other pieces, like exercise, once you, once you start doing it, I mean, you, you carve out that time and then other things will need to shift potentially. And you'll see what happens when they shift. And I think being a bit fearless about it and knowing that you can always course correct, it doesn't have to be perfect, is, is quite empowering because it just, I think to, to affect, to bring that success or whatever plan it is into fruition, if it's personal, if it's professional, the only way to know is to really test it. And that comes through action. So what about the people that we should be having around us? What should we do there? Um, I, I think people are very powerful uh, in terms of how we see ourselves and how we shape our shape our lives. I I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are supportive of your success. And I shouldn't say this, but I I suspect a lot of people have had the experience of trying to change something about their life and being pulled back because it doesn't jive with somebody who's very close to them. So, you know, one example might be you have a friend who really likes to go and go out drinking wine on the weekends. But if you were to decide one day, well, I no longer want to drink wine. Uh, I just want to go to bed early and wake up early the next day so I can go for a run. That's going to cause a rupture in the relationship that you have with that friend because you're not going to want to do the same things as that friend anymore. So that's kind of an easy example, but there's other ways that you might find that changes that you want to make in your life aren't, they don't fit as well with some of your existing 
You're working in a law firm where it just doesn't necessarily work that you want to be having a work-life balance, for example, and that's just not something in that culture of that particular firm. So, you know, when you make that decision, there's definitely going to be something that has to shift there. Yep, absolutely. And and so then it becomes a question of surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded. And personally, I think it's, you know, they talk about the five people in your life. You you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so that's spending scary. time with those, with those people. <laughs> Uh, that's it's scary and interesting. But wait, wait a minute. Be, I spend most of the time around my children. No. <laughs> so, so do I. So I'm basically the, the combined total of a five-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. But but what's fascinating too, and I've 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 read this and I believe this is that the people that you surround yourself with, I mean, of course to an extent it's the, the real relationships that you have. And by real relationships, I mean you have a relationship there, your family, your friends, people that you connect with. But you can also include in that circle, I've heard, and I like to believe others, like if you're reading books that are by authors that you really admire, or you're listening to podcasts uh, of, of people who, whose work, again, who you really admire, that they can actually form part of your circle. And so I really love this idea of being surrounded by, uh, especially, I mean, as a parent who is often homebound, right? I, I work at home, my kids are here, I'm primarily responsible. So I tuned in a lot to podcasts and I, these are people I admire and I feel like I learned from them. And so I, I think when you talk about the people that you surround yourself with, absolutely, it's the people that you have actual connections and relationships with, but it's also people who, who influence you. Exactly. And, and, um, and I think keeping yourself in a positive mindset and listening to um, and reading and, and just um, surrounding yourself with the messages that support what it is you're trying to achieve is really important. And, and so, so that I think is a key part of your success is to continually, and it goes back to the practice point, is to constantly be focused on the habits and the practices and the way of thinking that you that you need to 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 keep supporting yourself because if what you're going after is something that is really hard to achieve then you're going to have setbacks it's going to take a lot of energy and you're going to need to have that sort of emotional and aspirational piece that will pull you toward that thing that you're working yeah, and shore you up when it gets difficult and you know Absolutely. to be there to give you that extra energy and input it makes a huge difference so i just read recently on linkedin about a a post about you know innovation and trying and testing out new things and allowing yourself basically to fail what's your thoughts on that 500 uh, one of my favorite coaches did a podcast once about failure and i should share it her name is brooke castillo and she does the life coach school and I really admire her work because she's really just putting herself out there all the time. And so she listened to some other coach whose name I can't remember. And he said, if you don't have five failures a month, you're not trying hard enough. And I thought that's such a great way of looking at it. I mean, rather than saying, you know, I'm going to avoid failure at all costs. If you were to shift your perspective and say, no, actually failure is part of my journey. And I'm going to make sure that I've got at least five of them every month. That's a pretty good way of setting yourself up to try new things, to innovate, to to take the, you know, if you take the sting out of failure, if you take the fear, if, it, if it's no longer a thing, if there's no fear around failure, I mean, you'll, I still have fear. I can, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, work, I'll work my way around the failure and it doesn't mean I'm not scared to do it, but, but I'm less scared because I'm, I'm not looking at it as a bad thing. I'm looking at it 
more because really who is saying it's a bad thing probably you and you know, maybe maybe other people are involved i don't know but ultimately it's it's taking that experience and learning from it and trying not to get so hung up on was it a success or was it a failure and looking more at what happened and where do i go next so really what so we're what, talking about is having the resilience shoring yourself up with the people around you and also having energy input from different things like podcasts and not being afraid to fail and what do we ultimately come to the conclusion i guess is that you never give up you know if you're going for success it isn't something that's easy so we were talking a bit earlier about the overnight success how did you find it when you shifted from your being a lawyer into your coaching did you make a smooth transition was that something that you found a bit challenging like how did that go um it's incredibly challenging it's still challenging i mean i've i've it's a different challenge every day especially where i've created a path where i'm running my own show and deciding what that show looks like very early on when i started doing a blog i posted a blog post about performance psychologist sports psychologist and it was about performance anyways this lovely man named jason salt did this podcast. And so I, I wrote to him, I said, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know, I've, I've quoted you put a link to this podcast. Anyways, long story short, he writes back and he says, thanks very much for this email. Keep attacking. And there's three exclamation points that followed. And so I took this email, keep attacking. I highlighted it in yellow and I posted it on the wall next to where I work. And every time that I felt miserable and like I wanted to give up, I would look to this email and I would keep attacking. And in the moments where I just thought, this is crazy. I don't want to do this anymore. That would come back. And so, you know, your question was, what happens, right? Like, is it easy? Like, do I want to give up? Do you give up? And, and I think the, the message is, if something is that important to you, you just have to keep going. And sometimes it's a message from somebody that you may not even know very well, but just having a motto, having a mantra, having in your mind's eye that you are just going to keep going after this thing. You may not even know what that thing looks like, but knowing that you are, that you're moving towards something that's important to you, whatever that looks like is I think a really essential part of the journey. It sounds fantastic as a mindset, having your mindset around being successful, no matter what is going on, no matter what the challenges are, because if you can keep hold of the mindset of success, then you will be able to weather those challenges and those downs a lot better. And it sounds like that's been your experience. Well, I think it's, I think it's ongoing. I think, I think again, going back to success is a, your own definition. And I think it, stems from a decision. And if the decision is, I'm going to do this thing, and you get to decide what that thing is, and then just doing it, doing if it doesn't work, it's like Thomas Edison and his 10,000 attempts to make the light bulb work. It's just you keep going. I just want to thank you very much, Paula, for coming on today. Her Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out herlegalglobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, Faye Gelb.